From KLIN Radio and the Lincoln Independent Business Association, this is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting area business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with LIBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Glad to have you joining us on Lincoln Business Beat. It's made possible by Currency. Learn more at GoCurrency.com. Active legislative session, all right, 100 and, or, uh, 100, <laughs> 812 bills, as I understand it now introduced. If only 100, that'd be nice. <laughs> It'd just give them more time to argue, I think. But anyway, uh, we've got some key uh, provisions that we need to talk about. One of them is LB-299. Yeah, um, so earlier this week I was down at the legislature and I testified on LB-299. And it's an intriguing bill because what it does is it doesn't allow if a school district or an educational service unit uh, to enter a joint agreement like a joint public agency, if they do that, they're not allowed to issue any bonds without a vote of the people. And the reason that bill is significant, it might seem kind of inside baseball, the reason it's significant is because there have been instances around the state where either a school district or an ESU has gone together with maybe a city council or a county board or another political subdivision, formed one of these joint entities, and then issued bonds. And I think one example that I read about was in Beatrice, where they actually um, built a new high school by doing this. And the voters had no say in those bonds being issued. And so, um, in, you know, LIBA has has often and for a long time actually opposed forming these joint public agencies without a vote of the people. And obviously we're very strong advocates of letting the people have a voice if there's going to be a bond that's going to affect their their taxes. So that's the bill. Um, there were a couple of us there in support. Um, the only people that were there to oppose it were some folks from Beatrice. Um, and so we'll see kind of where that bill goes. And that goes to the, the point of these joint uh, uh, entities do have taxing authority and, and that type of thing rather than uh, the ultimate decision being made by the people. Is that exactly? So this group gets formed without a vote of the people. And then they start taxing you without a vote of the people. It's, I think there's an argument for taxation without representation. I felt like um, the committee appeared to be, uh, we were in front of the education committee, and the committee appeared to be fairly uh, amenable to this bill. So we'll see where it, where it takes us. Another one would, uh, another bill uh, from uh, Senator Breezy would change provisions of the Wage and Hour Act. And I think you're going to be testifying soon. Yeah, that that uh, that is on Monday, uh, the 30th, is the Business and Labor Committee. They're going to have all-day hearings that day, so I will be at the Capitol probably all day because there's a couple bills we're going to monitor, plus I'm going to testify on LB-15. Um, you know, we talked last year about the minimum wage ballot initiative that the voters uh, voted on here in the last election, which passed. And one of the things we had, remember, we had Ansley Fellers from the Grocers Association on there. And uh, one of the things Ansley talked about was potentially, um, if this passes, maybe doing some kind of training type wages or youth minimum wage type things that were a little different. And 
So we're going to be uh, testifying in support of Senator Breezy's bill um, to bring that out because I think it gives the employer an opportunity, as we talked, a minimum wage was a way to get in the door and gain some skills. I think this, uh, I'll call it youth minimum wage and training wage, are ways for uh, to really help small towns and small businesses around the state be able to still employ those folks without you know the escalated costs that were passed in this initiative. That's uh, goes to workforce development as well as as business in itself, small independent business. But it'll let you uh, get some uh, uh, might be students that are in such things as the career academy, uh, in a training wage type of thing. Exactly, and. And, and there are some provisions in the bill which I found interesting that they allow for a certain time period, right? And so it's not like if you come in and you're 18 to 20 and I'm going to call it a training wage that you're stuck at that wage for three years. Um, there's kind of some gradual changes and progressions in there. So um, it's good for workers to come in and be able to try to get some – experience and it's good for uh businesses to try to get people in and and bring them in and bring them along and help them develop good skills and maybe those businesses can then afford to keep those positions open and not look for other ways such as automation to have those positions replaced yeah absolutely another one uh goes along we've talked a couple of times about uh the proposition of a downtown convention center for lincoln and lincoln area senator anna wishard has put forth a uh, a bill that would maybe get part of that funded. Yeah, there's uh, a bill from Senator Wishart. Uh, we've talked about a convention center, economic development, the the great things that it does for uh, business and the economy. Um, and it sounds like Senator Wishart's bill uh, would put about $60 million uh, towards a convention center, which I think would be good. Um, I've been on that task force that's been looking at that, um, very in tune to what's going on. So, I think this is a good bill for uh, Senator Wishart to bring forward to get some of the, And I think this is coming from that ARPA money uh, from the federal government from COVID. So uh, I appreciate Senator Wishart and her willingness to uh, bring that money and, and try to get some of that money for Lincoln. And she got some other signers, the Lincoln and uh, area senators, uh, as well signed on to that. Yes. So it'll be uh, that's one, obviously, that we're going to support uh, quite a bit. So. And that sixty million is just under about half of the projected cost of that. So yes, that's so, about anyway. right. Other things uh, that are before the legislature. Uh, one is um, how superintendents of schools are paid, and th- this one seems a little more complicated. This one uh, is is a little fascinating to me. This is one that we're going to monitor, but I think um, one that people would probably be interested in, and it's called the uh, the Superintendent Pay Transparency Act. Um, limiting superintendent and ESU administrators in their compensation um, where they can't only make, I think it's five times what a starting teacher makes in that district. And so kind of an interesting idea. We'll see where it goes and and how it goes, but that's one that we're just going to monitor that I think, you know, see what it, see what happens. Yeah. That, that seems to fly in the face of, of people uh, or districts or ESUs that may be then limited out of the quality of type of people that you could get to apply for a position. But 
We'll see. There's bound to be amendments. Oh, discussion. yeah, I'm sure there's amendments, arguments on each side. It'll be interesting to see if it even comes out of committee. So, And School District Property Tax Limitation Act. That's another one you're watching. Yeah, so we'll be testifying on that one as well. Um, and, you know, we talked a little bit uh, previously about valuations and the, the big jump in valuations that came out and in those pre- preliminary valuations on homes. And, you know, we, we've often talked, and this is something that Liebus talked about for, my gosh, at least 10 years, is limiting the amount of that property tax asking. Um, and this is a bill that's been out there for past couple sessions, actually. There have been bills about it. And basically what it would, it would limit the amount that a, a political subdivision could increase their property tax asking. So... You know, the way the system gets gamed a lot with these political subdivisions is, well, we didn't raise the property tax levy. You know, your property value went up 40%, but we didn't raise the levy on you, so we didn't raise taxes. Well, you know, we've had that debate in here, or discussion at least, about, you know, if I'm paying more, my taxes are going up. And so this would limit how much they could do uh, when those big valuation changes happen. And that's uh, up for discussion, I think, uh, what, sometime in the coming week. Yeah, that'll be uh, next Wednesday, um, and we'll be over there again all day hearings next week. So we'll, I'll be spending a lot of time at the Capitol. I might have to have my mail forwarded. <laughs> <laughs> and a reminder, uh, Nebraska Public Media does stream all of these hearings, uh, as well as the legislative session on their website, nebraskapublicmedia.org. So you, if, if you can't make it to the Capitol, uh, and also the legislator, uh, legislature's website, you can actually go in there, look at the committee hearings, and there's a, a click to comment. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to go to the Capitol to have your voice heard on some of these. It's a, it's a very uh, transparent, and I've, I've worked in several states over my uh, the course of my years. I, this is about as easy it is to get involved with legislation as I, that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, and I think here's the cool thing um, that I that I've seen is – since COVID, they allowed online submission of testimony, and it, there's a lot of value there. So you go to legislature.nebraska.gov, you can look at the hearing schedules, you can look at the bills, um, you can go in, there's a link to submit online comment. They made it very easy for our second house to have a voice with our legislature. It was an interesting leave a lunch in January where we had a very unusual situation with uh, Speaker Arch scheduled to uh, be the keynote. And just before uh, he was scheduled to take the uh, the mic, uh, a very unusual move in the House, in the Senate, I guess that we've got to call it the Senate, the unicameral, a motion to um, adjourn sine die. And we then had a Lincoln Senator do a call of the House. So they all had to leave. Yeah. They... So, so a little bit of an exciting January lunch. Um, we don't have to go over that, but I think another lunch that's going to be just as important and intriguing is the February lunch. Yeah. Uh, over the last several months, there's been um, some conversations. They're calling it Water 2.0. And uh if you recall in 2019, we were having the flooding uh, around the state and there was, you know, all these different things going on. And we were in jeopardy of losing our water source for the city of Lincoln. And so there's been this discussion about 
a secondary water source, and so hence Water 2.0. And they've gone through a, quite a process of looking at what the different options are and how things might come together. And so um, they're they're getting prepared to put forward their recommendation, which sounds like um, it's going to be to put a pipeline in from the Missouri uh, River to access uh, for water. And so we got somebody coming in from from the city to come in and talk about that. And then um, there's also going to be an open house on February 7th at Southwest High School to learn more about that. So it's a good opportunity for people to come in and learn about what's happening. There. And this is a long-term plan. I mean, this could take 15, 20, 25 years to actually get implemented. So it's good to see this uh, transparency up front on what could be a very long process. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's very intriguing because I've had some people reach out and they said, you know, where where's Leva stand on this? And I said, our our position on this from the start has been we need to look at all the options and we need to be open to all the options. And, you know, f- to have a committee that will go through and evaluate multiple options, not just, well, we're going to go to the Missouri because um, there were several different options. And so um, it'll be good for people to come and hear the process the deci- the the different uh, options that they evaluated and the ultimate uh, recommendation that they're making. And, of course, uh, it's going to be an expensive process, and I believe the city, is one of the priorities that the mayor uh, talked about earlier this week was the possibility of getting up to $200 million from the legislature to get this process started. So. Yeah, Senator Bostar introduced a bill in the legislature uh, to get $200 million of those ARPA funds to help with this, to get with that project. I think we're looking at right now. I think the numbers I'm hearing are one to one point three billion dollars. Um, so it's a it's a healthy investment, but it's it's a conversation we've got to have as a community because as soon as we lose our water, we're in deep trouble. Oh yeah, and and this goes to uh, the situation with the drought conditions, the Ogallala water for uh, water uh, Ogallala aquifer, and and all of these uh, issues and. Right now, we're primarily with some wells and the Platte River, so looking at uh, the options. And I, as I understand it, that uh, study committee uh, had some pretty uh, uh, highly qualified individuals on it. Yeah, there was a good group, um, uh, a diverse group, which is nice to see. Um, and they looked at – I was surprised at the number of options that they evaluated, uh, which I think is good. Uh, you know, when we're making a <laughs> making a one point three billion dollar investment, it's good to look at all the options. So it'll be a good opportunity for people to come and learn what's happening. And that date in February? Uh the date is February twenty first. Twenty first, yes. I was looking at the calendar in my mind and my mind was going a little bit. The date's blind. right there on your show sheet. So <laughs> <laughs> And of course that'll be held at the Grand Mance uh as well, Jasmine Room. And that, too, will be online Facebook Live. But if you're not a LIBA member, why not become one and uh, be there in person? Because there is a Q&A that, that is uh, very valuable. Yeah, that's really good, and it's a really good presentation. It's it's great time to come out and check it out. Anything on the, the near term before we uh, take a quick break and go to the deep dive? Well, you know, I think just right now it's watching what's happening in the legislature, the city council, the school board. Um, we're really going to start opening up the conversation about these property valuations and what's happening and uh, try to have talk with our elected officials about what that's going to look like next year when they're doing their budgeting process. And of course, we're uh, now into campaign season because in about three and a half months, I believe, if my 
uh, calendar tells me right, we'll be in the uh, mayoral primary and a month later, uh, general election and a month later, uh, that person goes into office. So. Yeah, we've got the mayor, we've got three pub- public school districts, and we've got all four of the city council districts, plus a couple of airport authority seats. So uh, elections never stop here in the capital city. So we'll have to, we'll probably talk about those as those come forward. You need help finding reliable financing options for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment for your business? Well, Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the most competitive financing options for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, trailers, and other big-ticket items. It's secure and free to use, and it doesn't matter if you're replacing old machines or expanding your fleet. Currency makes it easy to get that financing. It's a single point of contact for the entire process. Visit GoCurrency.com, fill out the application. Currency will automatically find a lender offering the best rates and terms. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com and apply today. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC. Doing business as currency pursuant to CFL License 60DBO-54873. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Lincoln Business Beat, our deep dive this week. Looking ahead to April 13th, Pinnacle Bank Arena. That's when the Liba Enterprise celebration, annual meeting, whatever you want to call it, takes place. Uh, I love the that we call it the free enterprise celebration. It's uh, it's a way that we get to celebrate business. We get to uh, bring people together. We get you know nearly six hundred people in a room. Um, we have a fun time. We put together some awesome auction items that people get to participate in and both live and silent. Oh, live and silent. Yes. We've got, uh, dis- despite the M's or the, uh, color man, we have a good auctioneer that comes in. <laughs> He's stuck with a color man named bud. Um, but it's, it's a great way for us to celebrate small business and free enterprise. And, you know, you put 600 people in a room um, I'm often told it's one of the most fun fundraising events people go to. Uh, it's one of the bigger ones in town. And I love that we're doing it at Pinnacle Bank Arena right there downtown. People, I mean, last year we had people that were, they were stopping at the you know bar across the street and having a drink before. They were going out and celebrating afterwards. And it's just a good way to celebrate business and free enterprise. So it's it's a fun evening. It's one of my... 
It's one of the busiest times of the year for us, but it's one of the funnest nights of the year for us as well. Well, it's, it's, it's a busy time, but you've got some pretty good staff that takes care of a lot of this. You stuff. know, that's the thing, Mark. I've got a, I'm blessed to have a great team um, and a great committee that puts this together. Everybody, you know, if this is an all-hands-on-deck, we're a small team, but all-hands-are-on-deck. Everybody's pulling in the same direction, and... It's just a really, really fun time for our members, and it's a good time for people to come and learn about LEBA that maybe aren't members. One of the other things that uh, I've I've been to this event several times now, and the one that I find really interesting is the very first section. It's called a business of politics, and it's kind of a reverse of a campaign, yeah, uh, of a campaign event. It's it, it's kind of fun, and it's something that started years and years ago. Our good friend Kobe Max started that. And it, it's a fun way. It's a little reception as people get there, and campaigns can get a table there, and they can meet people and talk to people. And, you know, it's it's fun when people can show up and they see the person running for city council or legislature or House of Representatives. Or last year, you couldn't, you couldn't swing your coat without hitting about 12 candidates for governor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, it, but it's a great way for people to come and meet the candidates, you know, and and just start the evening off. And and it's not a campaign rally. It's really call it a grip and grin with the candidates. Ask them questions, learn who they are, what they're about. They'll probably give you some campaign propaganda. Um, but it's just a fun way to kind of kick off the evening, and people just have a really great time getting to know their candidates. What I like about it is that it actually gives you a chance to have a conversation. It's not going in and listening to a candidate, then a little Q&A. It's many times a one-on-one. Oh, yeah. It's not a stump speech by any stretch. It's, hi, my name is Bud Seinhorst, and I'm running for XYZ office. And I don't want anybody to think that that's true because I am not running for any offices. Um, But, you know, here's what I'm talking about. Or maybe as as a voter or citizen, you go up and you say, hey, You know, uh, you're running for the city council. I've got these questions. What are your thoughts on these issues? So you're right. It's a really good, I mean, to me, it's even better than retail politics, which is kind of that door-to-door walk down around the town square. It's it's us really getting to have a conversation. Well, it's a lot like candidates that do door-to-door campaigning, uh, but they're on a schedule. They need to get get their information out. This is a chance where you can actually have a decent type conversation. And it's not just ask one question and they're off to the next uh, house to knock on doors. You can engage for a, a short period of time, but, you know, you can actually. It have- is an awesome opportunity for candidates. And I, I, you know, and we invite all the candidates um, that are running for office. And some of them will call me and go, well, bud, do you really think it's worth it? And I go, tell me where else you can shake hands or be seen by 600 people in about an hour. And and if you if you find that place, I'd say go there. But this is a good place for you to be to see 600 people right away. Well, several sponsorship opportunities, and uh, not only for the auction, which um, you've got different levels in the auction, but also sponsorship activities, uh, opportunities for people if they're interested. Let's go yeah, through a few. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, you know, we have some really cool sponsorships where – um, and, you know, I'll tell you, Mark, when we moved to Pinnacle Bank Arena, it really opened up the door for us to create some sponsorship opportunities because we've got the video board. 
So we've got sponsorship levels where, you know, if you want to be the dinner sponsor or the bar sponsor, um, you're going to get some advertising on the video board, which is really uh, pretty cool. Um, we have the ribbon boards um, where people can advertise with just their business logo, which is, you know, we had a lot of people. One of the cool things last year, so last year's the first time we were at PBA, and I and I walked in and I would see business owners with their cell phones like zooming into their logo and taking a picture of their logo on the ribbon board or they're having, you know, them and their wife are standing there and or their spouse or friends or family or staff and they're getting their picture taken with that logo in the background on Pinnacle Bank Arena. So, you know, there's all kinds of levels uh, that people can join in. So. I was uh, helping out with the auction last year. Had a lot of fun. Uh, we was, did have a little fun that night, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I was one of the uh, bid takers, and, and I'm not going to go into what I think was my uh, best job of getting a bid, but I, I did a pretty good job of getting a product sold to somebody <laughs> that was very interesting times back then, as you recall, the gubernatorial ele- yes. election process anyway. So, uh but what about the uh, the auctions itself? If you'd like to contribute something for the auction, obviously that becomes a donation to LIBA. But then, depending on the value of that donation, there's different levels here and where it shows up in the silent or live. Yeah, so we have, we have kind of our silent auction, our gold auction, and our live auction are the three kind of basic sections. And the silent auction are, you know... The, that's the level I was like, we got a little something for everybody. It might be a gift card to a local business. It might be, uh, an experience maybe at a local, uh, putt putt golf place or gun range or wine tasting or whatever. Or an adoption of or, a pet. Uh, well, the adoption of the pet is in the live auction. Oh, that's right. But, that's uh, right. I'm sorry. But, um, but you know, you go from the silent auction and the gold items are kind of the higher level silent auction. Um, I would call that maybe the souped up or super silent auction. And then we have our live auction, which are some of those higher end items, which, you know, we have really amazing golf trips on there. We have, uh, you know, you stop whitehead oil gives us a bunch of gas and some, uh, car washes. We have dinner experiences. Um, governor Pillen has agreed to do a, a dinner at the mansion with him and a tour of the mansion, uh, as an item. So we've got a lot of fun opportunities and, you know, different experiences that maybe you might not get other places. Yeah. I mean, there's things like uh, a quarter of a beef, a half a hog uh, on some of these. So yes, we are Nebraskans. We are carnivores and actually a side of beef and a half a hog is what we're doing with this year. Oh, so uh, we kind of up the game a little bit, but I mean, you know, you look at grocery prices, you go look at your Hamburger prices start doing the math when you get about five or six hundred pounds of meat. Why? And and the the absolute maximum amount with this year is going to be a dozen eggs that'll be on the live auction. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should try to find a dozen eggs. That might be a, or maybe maybe like an a thirty six pack or something. A couple that, that could be. But I will tell you that the price of eggs have come down a dollar a dozen now on the wholesale level since right before Christmas. So oh wow! The trend I... is is coming back. So what else, uh, how does a person get more information? Where where do we go with uh, the so free want, enterprise celebration? If you want more information, the best thing to do is go to uh, liba.org, L-I-B-A dot O-R-G on the web, or you can call the office, 402-466-3419. 
Uh, or you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, Leba Lincoln is our Facebook page and, and learn more. And, you know, it's it's really just a fun evening of celebration of business. It is. And, and I can tell you from having been, and I own, I'm a partner in a private business, and we are Leba member uh, with that. Uh, it is just a good way to network as well. So Yeah. And, you know, one of the fun parts for me of this free enterprise celebration are the awards that we give out, Mark. Um, Talk about that. Those are really cool. Um, you know, recognizing local LIBA members who are making great contributions to our community. So, um, and I don't... I. I, I, everybody goes, what's your favorite award? And my and I can't pick a favorite because I think we just have some cool categories. Um, the first one is the Enterprising Gambler Award. And that's recognizing a business owner who's taken a bold step, either beginning or expanding their local business. And it's fun to see those stories, and it's awesome to hear those nominations about things that people have done in order to expand or you know, during COVID, there was a lot of people that took a chance and started a business. So that's that's a fun one, um, and we really get some cool nominations on that one. So, um, could I be uh, included in the uh, uh, a Liba Podcast Award this year? <laughs> there you go. We should give a Liba. Maybe we should give the Golden Microphone Award for the <laughs> Liba Podcast. That's a fun one. Well, we've had some good guests, so we have. Um, you know, another one is the Community Impact Award, and that's somebody who's been a good steward and uh, is key to our community for the operation of a successful business. Um, it honors uh, LIBA members and others who makes the city of Lincoln a better place to live, work, and raise a family. And that's that's kind of a fun one. Again, they're all they're all awesome categories, and the hardest part is sitting through that meeting where they get the winners get picked. Oh, I can imagine. So um, another one, the LIBA Champion Award. Uh, to uh, LIBA was created to support business and guard the community tax dollars, so to speak, and have a voice at the table. Um, and there are, we're, this is for members that just go above and beyond to champion LIBA and what we are about in our organization. Um, the Free Enterprise Award is... Uh, people that are speaking out for free enterprise. I mean, it's the free enterprise celebration. we got to have the free enterprise award um, who stand up and promote uh, the free enterprise and it, they live it. They breathe it. You know, it's, I'll say this one is the people who walk the talk, so to speak. It's a lot. It's one thing to say that, you know, we support free enterprise and we believe in it. It's another thing to, to walk that talk. The business owner of the year um, somebody who just does great things as a business owner who contributes to the community. And, you know, in a lot of ways, our business owners do a lot for our community. So this is a great way to recognize local business owners. And then also, you know, we look to the future and we have a Young Professional of the Year Award of those young people that are coming up and making an impact in our community as business owners or, you know, just strong advocates for free enterprise and for the community. And so it's, it's a fun evening. Um, you know, there's a little bit of auction item for everyone to bid on. Um, and there's some great awards and, and people can find out more again on our website, uh, liba.org, L I B A.org. 
uh, calling the office, 402-466-3419, or shoot me an email, bud at liba.org, B-U-D at L-I-B-A dot O-R-G, um, and we can get these nominations sent in. So it's fun to read the nominations. It's hard to make a decision on who the right one is to, to get those awards. And this is Thursday, April 13th at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So put it on your calendar, and if, uh, if you can, uh, you know, be there. You can be a sponsor. You can buy tickets. You can buy a table. You can donate auction items. Uh, just give me a call. We'll get you hooked up. And, of course, uh, the Lincoln Business Beat uh, that you're listening to right now, if you would, share this with uh, your friends and colleagues and uh, spread the word around. Uh, and if you've got uh, a topic you'd like us to tear into, deep dive on, or just discuss, um, email bud at liba.org. That's B-U-D at L-I-B-A dot O-R-G. Yes, sir. Spread the word. Yep, you got to spread it just like you got it. No, never mind. I've said that one before. <laughs> I was going to say, just like on a church on Sunday, spread the gospel, so to speak. Well, I grew up in a, as an agricultural reporter, so I know another thing that you have to spread for it to do any good. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for the good of the cause this week? You know what? Um, we just uh, hope people will get out and support our local businesses. That's the drum I bang every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Uh, get out, support our local businesses, and... Uh, Get involved. Uh, jump on our website, come to our events, and get involved in LIBA. And check out Lincoln Business Beat. We had a, a few good comments from our discussion a week ago with uh, Junior Achievement. Learned a lot about Junior Achievement, and you can still find that and on the uh, KLIN.com uh, website, or it's on the Facebook. Uh, it's shared there on the LIBA Facebook page as well. You go to Apple and Spotify. You can listen to all the past episodes for the last seven months. We'll cross paths again next week. This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio, reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community in and around Lincoln. Along with LIBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by Currency. Learn more at GoCurrency.com.